Hey everybody, and welcome to the Fart Fetish Podcast once again. The Fart Fetish Podcast is where we seek to find the answers to what is fart fetish? Where might it come from? How is it enjoyed? And what are the people like who have this fetish and other fetishes too? We do this on every first Friday of the month on almost all major podcast platforms and at fartfetishpodcast.com. You can also enjoy erotic fart stories, captions, and videos at thefartcloset.com and support the podcast at the same time. That's thefartcloset.com. And now I'd like to welcome Zooted to the podcast. Zooted is a married fetishist that talks a bit about the aspects he enjoys, like sound, smell, and taboo, while diving into a bit of his past and present to understand the origins of the fetish for him and his experiences. We also talk a bit about the normalization of farting, content creators, fart jars, and some of the differences between fetishists. All that's coming up right now on the Fart Fetish Podcast. Thanks very much for being here, Zooted. Why don't we start with a little bit about yourself and what this fetish looks like for you? Yeah, so I'm 28 years old. I'm a straight male. So my fetish is hetero, so I love female farts. And I enjoy the sound, the smell, and just, I guess, just that in general. But, like, watching, like, the ass open and, like, let the gas out. And I think what, like, the whole taboo thing is probably the over overlying, like, thing for me that turns me on, I guess. Because, you know, girls are not supposed to do that. And the fact that someone as pretty and beautiful is, you know, as they are, can do that and break the norm just kind of like turns me on. Nice. Nice. Have you ever thought of what it would mean for you? Would it change anything for you if the world normalized farting? I, I don't think so. And I listened to your previous episodes and I always I thought that was an interesting uh, question for sure. But I don't think so. My wife indulges with me in the fetish like daily. So like. I'm very like custom to it. So I guess it if it didn't become taboo, it would just be like a plus. Like there's more women that are just, you know, passing gas and it's just like a plus for me. It's very interesting that you said that too, because I think there is an assumption that uh taboo does mean not normalized. But I, I guess I could argue in in your case, it sounds like farting with, with your wife is, is fairly normalized in your household, arguably like definitionally not, not taboo. So it's, it's, I think it sounds like to me that the taboo element that, that you and, and other, other fetishes share is not necessarily about fart scarcity, but maybe it's the paradigms that society has already set up around female farting that cannot be broken for certain people. Maybe in later generations, should farting become normalized, there will be people who will be like, farting is taboo? What is that? I don't understand, you know? But for right now, for the people that are born uh, currently and, and you know, probably those that are continue to be born for the, for the foreseeable future will continue to have this thought that uh, women don't fart. Um, and it's even, you know, even for both genders, any gender, it's not appropriate to do so uh, in public. And we may see a change in that. We may not. You know, I, I had a interview with a YouTuber, Amy Farts, and her her mission, her goal, uh, at least on the YouTube channel, is to uh, normalize female flatulence. And she has an OnlyFans as well. You know, she's kind of engaging in both worlds. And I think that's great. 
but I think it's also great that she has this mission as well to uh, to bring about this normalization. Yeah, I think I'm I'm pretty I may be familiar with her content. TikTok honestly is a whole nother like realm too, because you know, speaking of taboo, like there's a whole separate like rabbit hole you can fall into where girls are just farting and it's getting them views because you know far fetishes are like do more <laughs> like do more and then their views are going from like a hundred to like a hundred k and more people are doing it on there so i i just thought that was interesting but like going back to the taboo thing like you see you know girls from all different cultures and that look different that are just passing gas and like that's the taboo thing that are you know they're pretty and gorgeous but they are unknowingly like indulging with the fetish they're just kind of trying to get their views up but to me it's like it's crazy yeah for sure well it's i think it's different too it's it's appealing to people as well in a you know i i think you know, people have the internet's been around for for a good while now, and and the people have been on for an equal amount of time. I think there is a hunger for um, new and different things. So there may be even uh, non fetishists exploring this this whole realm. Yeah, I can see that because some people just find it funny, and and that's a, that's it, it can go both ways. Like the girls are farting because they find it funny, or they grew up with it and it's just hilarious with like toilet humor. Um, which is, you know, in a lot of media growing up, especially for like millennials and things. So even like the guys were like, oh, that's super funny. Like do more. Yeah, for sure. Do you know uh, when and how the fetish uh, originated for you? I do. So I like I know you talked about it on your previous episodes about like, are you born with it or is it developed? And I honestly think that I was born with it. Like my first experience i was like five and i used to watch the show called mega babies i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's basically these babies that get superpowers and then they beat bad guys with like dirty diapers vomiting farting like just baby things so from there i was like oh that's interesting i was i'm not attracted to it because i was five but like intrigued by it and then later that year, I remember being like at a babysitter's house. This is before kindergarten. And the sitter had two girls, like two daughters and a son. And so I used to always play with the girls because the, the son was older, like way older than me. And the the youngest girl was my age. But I just remember running around outside and asking the older the older sister who was about 11 or 12 to like fart on my face. But the problem was the, I, I had trouble saying my R's. So instead of saying fart, it sounded like fall, which she did like, you know, fall on my face with her ass a couple of times. So like that never went into fruition, but that's, that's interesting because like it never came up after that. But later, Probably like a couple couple weeks later, I was with the youngest, so she was my age, five, and then her friend, and um, she farted, and then her friend says, you should have done that on him. So like, it had to have been a conversation 
around them at least from me but that's like my earliest memory i have um of like wanting the fart the girl to fart very interesting very very interesting do you think it was just merely being in that situation that led to the progression in your mind to think about farting or or you know you were asking for farts you said and it had been mis- misconstrued so do you know where that had come from before that like why why you'd ask for I that I don't no like I just I just remember watching the show and like being intrigued by it and then I I don't really remember much from after that um like I don't know what was going on in my head being 5 years old is just everything you think of is just kind of random I feel like <laughs> so like I don't know what made me have the confidence to like ask or even like converse with the friend to like say, Oh, I'm interested in this. But after that, it then it like, it went dormant. Like I didn't really have any other experiences, you know, at least for about three or four years were in terms of feelings, not experiences, but feelings. Yeah, it's very interesting though. But it's not even that that moment had inspired the fetish because it seems like you had an interest before that. Very interesting. What kind of aspects and themes would you say you uh, enjoy this fetish? You you laid out a little bit of the the basics. Do you have any more like specific scenarios or additional fetishes that maybe go with it for you? Yeah. So I mean, like the whole taboo thing is probably the. I wouldn't say like more important thing, but it's probably the thing that it gets gets me wondering, like if I see an attractive girl and I'm like, oh, wow, she's beautiful. Like, oh, I wonder what farts sound like or smell like. And then so that just like immediately pops into my head in terms of like, you know, you look at a girl and you kind of rate her in your head. That's like one of the things that I think about. But I would say if there's any fetishes to go with it, I feel like the I like I'm attracted to the smell of the fart, but like the smell of with like a woman in general. So like, like if they walk by and like they have like perfume, it's like intoxicating, like in a good way. But that's about it for, for the smell part. But I also do like, like a woman's asshole. I feel like that that's one of the more attractive and like dirty parts of their body. And I always found it interesting how like guys, you know, you're like you're either an, you're either an ass guy or a boob guy. But like if you're an ass guy, why don't you like their farts? Like why is it disgusting to like you know like eat their ass or whatever or or like explore with it? Like why is that gross but you have men being obsessed with women's asses, but then like, don't take it any further. That was always interesting to me. I mean, I agree with you, but that would almost be like saying, uh, every guy that likes eating pussy should also enjoy golden showers. And you know, (laughs) maybe there is something to that. Honestly, there, there could be something to that line of thinking for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I just thought uh, that was what I was thinking as you were saying that it's like, hmm. Would you would you consider yourself well actually no before I get to that you mentioned liking uh the smell but more specifically 
like of a woman, like a, uh, almost like a uh, the the feminine the femininity of a woman. Would you relate that at all to how one of the previous guests, Naomi, talked about the hyperfeminization of women? It's like, is that an aspect that? Uh, maybe the perfume smell or or maybe the smell of a, a, a female body, clean, unclean, I don't know, but like whichever. Is that what you would equate to your uh, smell enjoyment aspect? Yeah, I feel like there's some, some connection there. And it's usually like the um, the clean, like a clean body is what would get me. So it is the femininity for sure. Nice. And then interestingly as well, the aspect that we have heard a few people go back and forth on whether it be you know talking about clothes farts or actually liking to see the asshole a couple of guests have have talked about uh what you say is like wanting to see the asshole and then uh i recall a couple of guests also not wanting to see the asshole so it's interesting that there's a clear divide there in that i don't know if that's maybe like a mystery aspect because like ob- obviously all these fetishists like the ass regardless. Right. But it's clear some of them, some of us don't want to see the asshole. Or it, and I don't know if it's like a, like wanting to keep it a mystery or there's a, you know, for some, there's a cleanliness aspect in, you know, remaining clothed. Yeah. There's, there's many possibilities. Do you have, do you have any more about like why uh, you find particularly like the open asshole? Like the, you you said the asshole is like the most appealing aspect. Do you, do you have any uh, thoughts behind why? I would prefer like, like I can watch, like if I'm watching, you know, porn or whatever, like I can watch both, but I would prefer seeing the asshole. But like if I'm on TikTok, obviously you can't do that. So it's just interesting to hear the sounds and the sounds turn me on as well. I would say just how it goes back to the taboo to answer your question. The women's supposed to be this clean, you know, clean being. And like, again, like they don't fart, but then like everybody has an asshole, obviously. But to see them actually like farting out of their asshole just kind of like does something for me. I don't know. I guess I don't know how to explain it in detail, but. No worries. No worries. It's interesting, though. I just find it. It's a very interesting um, difference between between fetishists in terms of kind of the mystery. You can also say people like the like the clothed aspect because uh, the smell lingers. Uh, you could say you like the nude aspect because it can actually get into your nostrils instead of being stuck in the fabric. You know, there's so many different dichotomies or different ways that could make each one, you know, better for, for certain people. It's interesting to think about. It's definitely something that we'll have to continue to explore on the, on the show. Right. And I think like it, I think it depends too. Like if I'm like watching something, like I would like to see the asshole, but like if it's in real life and it's just my wife, like I'll, I'll take them any way you can give this to me. And it's still like, will turn me on. For sure. For sure. I th- I think there, you mentioned taboo as an aspect too. I think there's a, uh, I don't know if maybe this is the correct way to analogize it, but there's a certain more raw nature to seeing the asshole versus seeing seeing a woman clothed farting. Like there is a, you can actually see the mechanics of a fart happen when you see an asshole versus when 
a person is clothed, a woman is clothed, you, that's all mysterious. Maybe you'll see a little a bit of a push out, but other than that, it's still hidden. So maybe there, there could be something there to the uh, raw nature of of that that particular function as a whole, not just a fart, but the whole anus expanding, contracting, as it were. Very interesting. Very interesting. Would you say you're pretty like public or or private about this fetish? Like, would you tell people about uh, if your if your sexuality if sexuality came into a conversation? Would you talk about it? No, uh, I've always been private. <laughs> I'm, I'm a private person in general, but I've always thought that like if it were to come out that I would be seen as like a weirdo or, or something like my wife is the only one that knows. And even then it, it took a while to, to tell her about it. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty private about it. I just feel like the people aren't ready for that. <laughs> well, at least in my circle, it's, it's not too normalized yet. But with that being said, like, I um, would always talk to my friends about like eating ass. Um, and so like they all know that I was always interested in that. Like we'd be like in high school and I'm like, oh, I'm like, look at that ass. Would you would you eat that? And then they'd be like, all right, get out of here. Like so. But like that's super open. But which I don't know how that ended up being so open with me talking to them. I just just kind of developed. but. I think they would pay me out to be some weirdo. <laughs> no, for sure. But it's interesting, too, because I think that even presuming a timeline, since I assume you started telling your friends, I think eating ass has become more normalized in general uh, anyways. So it's almost become uh, less less taboo than perhaps when you were telling your friends uh, or asking the, your friends uh, to uh, rate the eatability of ass, as it were. You... You mentioned that you've uh, been married for 10 years and, and congrats. You're, and you're, you said your wife indulges you, your fetish, pretty much any chance uh, she gets. When did you tell your wife about your fetish and, and how did you go about that? Yeah, so I'll, I'll correct you. So we've been married for like a month, but we've oh. been together for 10 years. Ah, I apologize. Okay. Oh, you're okay. St still, congrats. Yeah, thank you. So it, it took a year and... I'll, I'll back up a little bit to, to give you a little bit of uh, context. So I, I was saying how I felt like it, well, for me, like it went dormant. So I'm going to just jump back a little bit. So like, you know, that first experience was when I was five. And then three years later in third grade, I had a crush on like this cute brunette. And we were preparing lunch like for the school. This was at school. So you were able to help the lunch ladies to get like you could eat early, get free lunch and things like that. And I don't know where it came up, but she was like, um, when I fart, it smells so bad like eggs. And I was like, wow, like that made me more attracted to her. Like I already had an attraction to her. And then I was like, man, I have to make this girl my girlfriend. And then <laughs> after summer, when we came back, she moved away. So that was just unfortunate. But I guess fast forward a little bit to sixth grade. I remember having an attraction to another girl and then I had a dream about her farting. And then that was pretty much it with that experience. 
and then and then it went dormant from there. So that was sixth grade when I was like eleven, and then I met my now wife when I was let's see, it's been ten years. So I was like seventeen, and I started dating her like normal. I didn't think about her farts or anything like that. I was like, oh, she has a nice ass because like I'm an ass guy. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, we started dating and everything was fine. And then we had went out to eat and then we came back and then I went to the bathroom um, and then I came out and I just remember her mom saying like the smell was going to linger. And then I was like, okay. And then I sat down and then my girlfriend was like, don't sit, like back up a little bit. So I was like, okay. Like she obviously farted, but like, I didn't get to witness it or smell it or anything like that. So from that moment, it was like, I couldn't get it out of my head. But like, if I would have just stopped fixing my hair for like one second, I could have been able to smell that. And then from there, I would say that's probably when it like manifested fully because after that, my goal was to make her comfortable to be able to fart in front of me. So I always told her like, oh, you don't need makeup. Like, I love it how you're all natural. I want you to be comfortable around me. And then that was pretty much it for that. And then like time passed and I'm like, yeah, she still hasn't farted in front of me. And then I remember laying on her and she was sleeping. And then she was like farting in her sleep. And I'm like, okay, she's been holding them all, all day. And like at that moment, I was like, I felt it felt surreal, you know, being with this girl who's beautiful and like farting in her sleep. Yeah, from there, I just kept trying to make her comfortable farting around me. She farted for the first time in front of me awake, just asking like, is it fine if I fart? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. Knowing that like in the back of my head, like I'm over here burning with sensation. <laughs> and then, you know, she let it go and was embarrassed, but I just, I enjoyed it and kept on pushing her. But so now, now we're kind of caught up, but to a year after we've been dating, I don't know. I was like, we've been dating a year. Um, I feel like I should just tell her. And so I said, you know, I have this fetish. It's it's related to ass. Um, and I kind of made her guess and ask questions. And she was like, well, is it farts? And I was like, yes. And that was kind of it for the conversation because I was already nervous and embarrassed. But then obviously it developed moving forward from there. Sorry, that was kind of long-winded, but I wanted to make sure. I was- <laughs> no, not at all. No, absolutely. You got to tell your story exact- as, as, as it is for you. Don't Don't need to apologize for that at all. I'm curious about because you talked about uh, these periods of uh, going dormant on the fetish. And I was wondering if you had any more uh, if you had any information about why that was, if it was just a lack of exposure during those periods or if there was anything else uh, fueling it during any of those periods, if it was different or the same or. I'm I'm honestly not sure. I think it was the lack of exposure and it just being in the back of my mind and not like the forefront. I did leave a, a piece out, actually. So when I first started watching porn, it was just regular porn. I didn't know fart porn was a thing. So I would just watch like, you know, Foul Chicks TV, which you've talked about in the past uh, on a previous episode. And I thought like, okay, these girls are sexy and they're just ripping ass. And then one day 
I just like searched it. And for some reason I didn't search it in like in the past. Like, I don't know why I decided to search it then. And then I stumbled upon like my first video, which is uh, Veronica jet. If I don't know if you're familiar with her, but she's like the older from a uh, like fart fantasy. And she, you know, was farting and I was like, what did I like run into? And then from there it was kind of like, I wouldn't say obsessed, but like I was down a rabbit hole for like a very long time, like watching everything. And that was like a couple years before I met my girlfriend. So I did leave that out. Yeah. I don't know. It just like, it would just go away. Like I would stop thinking about it. And then I guess I really didn't have the exposure experience. Like I never had, I never experienced like girls farting around me or in front of me. So there was nothing to kind of like tie it to. You know, it was just kind of like a, a mystery until like it, until it did happen. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. This question's a little out, out of left field, but it's relevant to the, the times. How would you like describe your connections with other men around your age? And would you say you're happy with those connections? Um, I would say for the most part. Are you talking about just socially? socially like um, emotionally and I, I don't mean like emotionally like are you all crying about each other you know i'm just saying like i think there's an idea that that guys don't share each other's feelings but i think maybe more than that there's an idea that guys can't share their feelings with each other is that something you've experienced in your friend group of needing of actually needing support or is it you know have you not has that not something you've come across yeah i definitely i hate that stigma the like men aren't allowed to feel <laughs> it, it bothers me but I, one of the that's one of the things that i've been trying to work on personally is being more open and being more emotional like if i deal with if i have like anxiety or i'm like upset or something i try to reach out to like my friend group and and they usually give me the support i need so i've been trying to get away from just shutting up and shoving the feelings down because that doesn't do any good but i would say my my friends are good and our connections are good. I'm pretty happy with that. That's great. That's I'm glad. I'm very glad to hear that. And in that same vein, uh, you mentioned to me that you're uh, a member at the subreddit R Aproctophilia, and I, I've popped in there, you know, fairly recently as well. And it seems like the idea of men in this fetish, heterosexual men in this fetish, talking about things that aren't completely porn related, it seems to be uh, spreading. It seems to be um, gaining traction in, in these spaces. Is that something you'd agree with or was it something you maybe already always saw? I would say since I've been a part of the community, it's, it's been a mix. It's usually when you see like content, it's, it's from the content creators trying to promote. So they're just putting their clips in there. But a lot of times it is like, oh, just questions or just statements to encourage dialogue which which is always this is always good and interesting to look at or whether it just be something simple as like oh your favorite models like what is your top five like oh, do you have any tips so that's that, that's nice and i i do uh pop into the the subreddit girl fart stories as well and i like to read that stuff as well because some people will like finally tell their partner about their fetish and it's just interesting to hear other people's story. And like, that's how I came across your podcast because I was just on Google, just like searching. I was looking at forums and I was like, these are all old and I've read them. And then like, I think I just looked up our fetish and like podcast. 
um, just to see if anybody was uh, talking about it. And yours popped up. And I was like, I found it very interesting. I think it's important to like talk about it and to shed the light on us as fetishists, considering most people who are not in our group will look at us as being, I don't know, weird, I guess. Like you've seen the stuff of people selling farts and jars and like things like that. And like, we're not all at that spectrum, which I feel like the, some people are, but like, that's not all of us, you know? And the fact that you're getting people on here and telling experiences from all different in terms of like the sexuality, gay, straight, or whatever it may be. I think it's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. If someone is listening that has purchased a uh, fart jar, I, I honestly would love to talk to you just, and, and I wouldn't like, I'm not going to clown you because one, that's not what I do. But two, I, I'm just curious the mentality because I mean, I've certainly uh, dropped money on like pro doms and this and that. So I'm no stranger to spending uh, money in this in this space but i'm just curious i'm curious the mentality and among people who have bought far jars i'm sure it's not one thing i'm sure there's multiple reasons uh why you might want to i can think of a couple but i'd be interested in hearing from someone directly why uh why that appeals to them yeah that's that's definitely a good question i've always found that like i i've I don't know. I would say I'm pretty cheap. So like I haven't spent on spent any money on like any content creators, but I definitely asked like in the subreddit, like is spending money on the content? Like, is it worth it? Because, you know, with Pornhub, they had that purge where they removed everything good from the website. And like now if you go on there, it's literally just uh, trailers for, oh, if you pay five or whatever, you can get more access. So that's why I was like, okay, let me see if there is, you know, additional content out there that's like worth, but I haven't, I haven't spent the money. For sure. And I think it's, you got to find that creator that's, uh, or creators, but you got to find at least the one creator that's uh, appealing to exactly what you want. Because for me, like finding a, a good domination creator is, is pretty difficult because there's more than a few channels that do it, but you know, for for something that I like, it's pretty it's pretty niche. It's pretty difficult to uh, to find something that seems authentic and believable, or at least a, a a nice a good narrative. You know that I'm like I can get into this one. You know, would you say there's a uh, kink scene out where you are, and and have you been out in that scene before? There is like me and my wife looked it up on uh, FetLife because we're interested in like exploring and things like that. Not too much of like the fart fetish part, but just exploring in general. Um, So we haven't really, uh, I guess, pursued that. Like we definitely took a look at it and that's something we'll probably do one day. But as of right now, we haven't. But there's definitely a scene. They do like parties and, and things like that. I think it'd be interesting just to experience that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and I definitely want to hear if you if you ever get out of the scene, I definitely love to have you back on and 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 hear about your adventures in that uh, in that scene. We're unfortunately coming coming close to the end. I I really have enjoyed talking to you. It's been a, a really enjoyable conversation. Would you do, would you say you enjoy having this fetish? And what do you feel about it, like more broadly? I wouldn't. I would say I'm just content. I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoy having it. Because like I, I do feel like the it's one of those, 
you know, fetishes that are just kind of like off the wall type. Like it's not as normal with my air quotes as like a foot fetish, for example, <laughs> as, as that's getting more normalized nowadays. I would say that like overall, that it does make me feel a little bit off having this fetish. But like, and I also embrace it though. And like my wife helps me with that. You know, she makes me feel like that it is okay to be different. For sure. And give yourself time. I mean, I mean, you're young. Like, uh, I, I have no doubt that, I mean, you're already well ahead of the game, I would say. So I, I think, you know, you very quickly, I, I, I hope, and I, I expect that you'll fall into your comfort fairly quickly. And I, I wish that for you. I hope that for you. I appreciate that. I definitely think that like one day it will be, I think it will be mainstream like one day. I think, I think it takes, it'll take like one celebrity to like, just talk about it or like to just be farting like not on TV, but like in it, in an interview or in like a video to kind of get that going. But like Beyonce or Rihanna in a TikTok video or something. Yeah. Somebody, somebody big. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. This is, I mean, this fetish is, I don't know why I'm going to say the bee's knees, but this is like the tippy top for you though. You'd say like, is there any other fetish or kink that you think gives you more than this fetish does? This, no, I think this is definitely the, the one that gives you the most enjoyment. Like I've, so like I, I've, uh, dealt with like scat a little bit, but not like the extreme side of it. Like I watched my wife go to the bathroom. That's probably it. And like, again, I think that goes more to like watching the asshole. So that connects to there, but I would say farting is, is the thing that like it just feels different you know and like i look at a girl and like or a pretty girl and just say like man she does fart like i can't hear it but like she does and then even that simply just thinking about it can do it for me yeah yeah no that makes sense do you would you say you have any thoughts about the future of the fetish whether it be for yourself or or both for the for the the fetish at large. I hope it does become, I guess, mainstream. I think that'll be, I think the more girls farting or at least recording it and like putting it out there is always beneficial for us <laughs> because there's obviously, you know, 8 billion people on this planet. And the more that the women are, I guess, farting and putting it out there is a chance for us to, to view it. And I guess, uh, experience that considering that we do enjoy farts but personally i i'm not sure like what else i could do personally like i think like i i've been like i'm talking like the reddit community but like i don't i don't really know what else it'd obviously be cool to hear like more girls fart or hear more of them fart like in real life versus just on a screen but i don't know I do always joke around with my wife. I'm like, I'm like, do your friends ever fart around you? And I'm like, uh, I was like, if they ever, I was like, if they ever did, and it was me and you, if it was just us three and they ever did, like, I would have to leave the room because I'd be turned on. But I do always joke around, joke about that. 
For sure. No, I get that. What I was going to say or add to your rhetorical query, but like you were saying, like, I don't know what else to do. And I think that's it. There's not, I don't think there's a lot, there's not a lot else that can be done. It'll be, it'll be a slow progression. It'll be a slow change, but the only way it will happen is people like you, people like me, people that have been on the show, people in that subreddit that are having real introspective conversations. It's just going to take all of us doing that, being the best examples of the fetish that we can be, not being creepy to people in comments or, you know, and maybe even policing those that do, you know, trying to, you know, say that's not cool or whatever. I don't know the right appropriate way to do it, but, but you get the drift. I think that is what it, 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 over time, that is what normalization is, is, uh, you know, this show, it's, it's the Rihanna farting on a whatever. It's the, you know, it's these small things that lead up to a larger change in my, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like that those people that are on TikTok and just being like, I was like weird. They're kind of painting us like they're painting like a bad picture for us. You know, like they're kind of creating a stigma that like that's all we care about. Like when I'm on TikTok, like I, I'll just look like I won't even say anything because like. I'm not going to be the one to I'm not the one to like speak up typically. And like there's no reason for me to sit there and like compliment them on whatever they're doing. Because it's not it's not the place for it. Like there's a time and place for it, and on TikTok, it's just not it. <laughs> and some people just feel like that they need to share how exactly how they feel on there, and that could kind of like create a bad taste for our community. I feel like definitely not even just a bad taste for the community, but can also like discourage creators that you know. I think there's an understanding maybe if you're a, a sex worker, an adult content creator that you know you might get creepy comments and that's not appropriate either but it's part of the job i suppose it's a um hazard um hazard of the job but when you're just a person on tiktok who's posting a fart video because you thought it was funny or you maybe you farted during your video game stream or something and then people come in uh with the with the coming in hot with like creepy comments it's like oh this is just discouraging it's 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 almost counterintuitive. It's discouraging the very activity you want to encourage. Exactly. Like appreciate it from afar. Like don't Yeah, and yeah, I'm sure there is a way to comment and not be creepy. Like cool, cool fart or whatever. Like I think I think it's just when it gets into weird sexual territory or anything like that. Like try to absorb the content for what it is. If it's porn, then observe it as uh observe and you know, absorb it as, as porn as well. If it's not, then absorb it that way as well. I think, I think that's uh, something that, that certain fetishes could, could use some tact to learn, but it does seem, I mean, I don't live on comment sections very often, so I don't see too much bad stuff, but I have no doubt it's still, uh, it's still pretty, uh, pretty toxic in some places. Yeah, for sure. Like that's the internet. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, I, I really like, I'm sorry to end on this note, but I really do appreciate you coming on and, and talking to me and, and this is going to be a really great episode. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or end on? Let's see. Oh, it was just, I appreciate the opportunity and I feel like I'm, I feel like there's not a lot of people, at least that I see that are 
constantly getting their fetish like met. Um, so like I wanted to share my experience since I've been with like the same girl for 10 years and she constantly, you know, provides that for me. So I just wanted to like tell my story, I guess, in my perspective. Absolutely. And I think it's important. It's important that people, that people hear that it's not, I mean, it's not impossible and you can tell the people closest to you, the, the relationships in your life, as long as they're, they're built on, you know, real, you know, emotional exchange and trust and love that whether the fetish happens for you or not, people can still be supportive if nothing else. Right. And I feel like that being open you know, is important. And I feel like that a lot of people don't know how to be open and be transparent because it is scary to like, if you have a deep, dark secret that nobody knows and you're going to tell your partner, it's, it's like a terrifying feeling. So like, I always try to help individuals who are like, I, I want to tell my partner, like, how should I do it? So I try to give my two cents and like, just hope that it goes well, because like, I'm, I'm rooting for them to, to be able to experience what I get to experience. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I have no doubt. I have no doubt you're going to help make the uh, the future of this fetish uh, a much better place. I really appreciate you coming on, Zooted. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. 